Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know I say that a lot, you know? I, I open every episode with uh, just how uh, thankful I am. And uh, I apologize if that gets a little annoying. I don't mean for it to be, because uh, I, I truly do mean it, you know? There's, I think the average podcast gets like seven downloads. So the fact that anybody uh, listens to this is uh, just really ignites my gratitude and I just have to say it every time so thank you come on in into the studio here into the virtual studio grab yourself a cup of coffee we got Lavazza brewing today that's uh, Jerry Seinfeld's favorite coffee it's pretty good I I don't want to say it's the best but um, you know he he turned me on to it so I had to check it out and uh, sure sure enough it's it's good stuff um yeah, but we gotta we gotta dive right in today because I uh, I got a lot to talk about. Um, Neil Young just uh, picking a fight and uh, with Spotify and uh, with Joe Rogan and it's kind of interesting what the way this is playing out for me because um, I've never been a huge Joe Rogan fan. I mean, first of all, the length of his of his episodes are just. I, I don't have time. I'm sorry. And I'm not a subscriber, but, you know, I'll listen to a few a year. He'll have one or two, maybe three guests a year that I just really uh, want to hear what they have to say about something. And, um, or whenever a friend of mine says, hey, you've got to listen to this episode, then I'll check him out. But by and large, you know, I don't really, um, I, I just don't have the time. You know, he's a great conversationalist. But uh, I just don't have the time. But now, one of my favorite songwriters, you know, Neil Young. I have been listening to him forever, uh, much to the chagrin of old roommates and people that didn't really appreciate what he does. You know, the guy, um, as one of my roommates once pointed out back in the 90s, um, he, he kind of has a weird voice. You know, he sounds a little bit like Kermit the Frog. And I don't mean that. Uh, to disparage uh, Mr. Young, because here's the thing, his lyrics are so good that it doesn't matter what his voice sounds like, you know? I mean, just listen to Cowgirl on the Sand or Rockin' in the Free World. I mean, these are great songs. A guy can just sit down and write a, a tune that would blow you away in a number of minutes, probably. And it really kind of bothers me the way he's handling this whole thing because he's forcing me in a way to be on Joe Rogan's side, something I never thought I would say. You know, he, uh, I guess he got upset because of a couple of episodes where, you know, there were some doctors that differed from, you know, what we usually hear about vaccines and, and COVID and the, and, and the like. And, you know, based on that, does he call the guy up? You know, does he call up Joe and say, look, I want to have a conversation with you about this? Or uh, does he like write a song, you know, the where we could all sort of listen to his take on it? No, he doesn't do any of those things. Does he call him up and say, hey, I'd like to be on your show. I want to talk to you about this. No. I mean, that would have been epic if Neil Young would have went on to Joe Rogan to you know, just talk about this, have a heartfelt, good faith conversation about 
why he believes what Joe is doing to be detrimental to our overall health. No, he didn't do any of that. Um, he just kind of uh, took his ball and went home. It worse, he uh, he kind of picked a fight with uh, somebody and then basically knocked himself out. I mean, if we just kind of do the the math here, you know, um, Spotify paid Joe Rogan 110 million, I think it was over 100 million to be exclusive on their platform because they've realized that uh, podcasts are actually what made them profitable. You're welcome, Spotify. Um, I don't think I'm having much of an effect, but hey, you're listening now instead of downloading a song, which they have to pay for. So clearly it's working. Um, that is if you're on Spotify. But, you know, he goes in and he just says, it's me or him. I mean, who, <laughs> did he really play the tape forward, like how this was going to happen? Um, because that doesn't seem very well thought out. You know, last time I checked, um, uh, what is it, monthly listeners, here it is, Neil Young, uh, six million, a little over six million monthly listeners. Uh, Joe Rogan, I think, probably dwarfs that on one episode. So it's, uh, Spotify is not an altruistic, you know, company. They are a publicly traded company with shareholders and earnings reports and things like this. I, I don't know what Neil was really hoping to accomplish here. It, um, maybe he just, maybe he's kind of like on the inside and he wanted to tank the stock and now he's buying the dip. That's the only thing that I could think of that would actually make logical sense on how he's handling this problem. I call it a problem. Is it really? I mean, uh, I, I feel like it's sort of like the virtue signaling, you know, it's part of our cancel cult that if anybody disagrees with you on anything you got to shut them down and I mean there are in my opinion I know that COVID is a big you know topic and we need to have discussions about it but we also need to share ideas on this thing it's going to take a village to to get through this and I don't think just shutting people down is the best way to do it I mean look I don't agree with a lot of what Joe Rogan says. I mean, for one, he hates us vegans, you know? But here's the idea, and I, I can't believe that I have to say this out loud because it seems so, um, you know, just common knowledge that everybody should know it, but it seems to be a skill we forgot. And that is that I can disagree with him on this topic and maybe 20 others, and I can still agree with him on 30 other topics. And we can hold those <laughs> opposing views and still listen to each other. I just don't know what, uh, what was the end goal here. Um, I mean, Neil, you're, you're the adult in the, uh, in the conversation, you know? I mean, in the song Campaigner, uh, you wrote, even Richard Nixon has got soul. Well, so does Joe Rogan. He's a soul just like you. And only, you know, he's new. He hasn't been here very long. And we need old souls like you to, to show us the way. And uh, to me, 
maybe it was just a, an emotional reaction because Neil's getting up there in age. And I, I find this with a lot of folks that the older they get, the more bitter they get. And my friend Jimmy and I were discussing this uh, last week. And it's the challenge of uh, how do you traverse through this world with all of its ups and downs and ways that life will just smack you around and not be the bitter person, not be the bitter old person at the end of the day. I mean, if you can find somebody that is over 60, you know, and they are not bitter and afraid of all of the new world changes and everything coming down and everything like that, that's someone that you want to speak to. That's somebody that has some real insight into how to live life. If you can find a positive older person that is not obsessed with constantly um, judging and being fearful and just lashing out. And they're out there, you know? Uh, rest in peace. I think Wayne Dyer was one of those people. I think Wim Hof is one of those people because they can, you know, Wim Hof can talk to anyone and not make it combative. He can share ideas. He's been on Joe Rogan. He's been on Rich Roll. Um, you name it. And I think the difference is, you know, when we're talking about how to maintain that positive outlook on life or just not even a positive outlook. I think that's sort of toxic to just always be positive, but you know, because then we can sort of like suppress our, our emotions. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about not being the fearful old person that's trying to, to silence anybody that disagrees with them because they know best. I mean, that's a very entitled behavior. I hear that a lot from the boomers. They're always talking about, oh, these millennials are so entitled, blah, blah, blah. The most entitled generation I see are boomers. And this is a case in point. Um, and obviously, if you're listening to this and you're a boomer, maybe you're not like that. And to which case, you know, you're the person I want to talk to, you know, <laughs> the older person that isn't bitter. I think the key, my, my theory on this is that in order to do that, in order to be um, someone that doesn't get ruffled by differences of opinion and they're not being the get off my lawn guy is to be defined by what you are, uh, not by what you're not. What does that mean, Brad? What are you talking about? You're, you're speaking in riddles again. <laughs> what it means is that like I, I'm a vegan and I've been one for, gosh, what is it now? Six years? Yeah, I kind of lose track over time. In the beginning, it was very much an identity for me. And I was really, um, because it was so new and I'd taken the blinders off and I was, you know, seeing all these things, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the videos where, you know, you look and you see what the behind the scenes are at the meatpacking plants. Once you see that, it's kind of hard to just not, <laughs> it doesn't, to, for it not to affect you. And so, you know, for the first couple of years, it was very much an identity for me. But I realized it's not a way to get through to people is just being this judgmental, holier than thou person. Because you know what? I, I used to do the very thing that I was criticizing. And so now instead of being anti-standard uh, American diet, I just love the animals, you know? I don't make 
the identity anymore about what I'm not. I'm, I do this because I think it's best for the environment. I think it's best for the human body and our soul. And um, it just feels right to me. Now, does that mean I am right? No, it is just a belief. And that's it. And I think that's what uh, we have to come to realize. I mean, how many times have you ever changed your mind on a position? You know? And if he really thinks that Joe Rogan is disrupting our public health, uh, is, is canceling out a discussion really the way to, to go about it? Is that the best way to achieve something here? Um, I think all you really accomplished, Neil, was that I can't listen to um, Harvest Moon whenever I want. I have a few records of Neil's, but that's not one of them. And now, uh, you know, I got to go figure out another way. Maybe I'll have to listen to it on YouTube and he won't even get paid for it at all. Not that he needs my money, but I just think that it could have been handled a lot differently. And the fact that I am defending Joe Rogan is, uh, is kind of out there. If somebody had told me that, you know, uh, a year ago, I, I wouldn't have believed them, but, uh, it's a, uh, it's amazing to me. I mean, where's all the outrage for, uh, you know, the Glame Maxwell, like she's the only one going to jail. Like, where is the liberal outrage for that? I don't see any of that going on. Instead, we want to point and say, oh, you're not wearing the right mask. You're not getting the right medicine and just argue with each other while the real issues just go under the carpet. We just sweep all that stuff under the rug. But anyway, that's what I got for you. Neil, uh, no offense, you're the greatest of all time in terms of songwriting. But uh, I expected more out of you on this one, buddy. I still love you, though. And thank you for listening. I appreciate uh, you listening to my, my little rant here. And um, if you'd like to drop me your comments, you can do so on social media. I'm at the Coffee Buzz PC on most channels that matter. Uh, you can also find me at the Coffee Buzz Podcast at gmail.com, as well as the backlog episodes. You want to check those out. I've got, uh, I've got a few. It's at thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. Thanks again, and I will talk to you next week.